Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the upcoming. Doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about all the best and the brightest as they make their way to their dream careers. I'm your host, Jonathan Carr. Join me as we have a spectacular conversation with an equally spectacular person. You ready? Let's go. Hello, world, and welcome to The Upcoming, the perfect place to catch the best and brightest on their way to the top. Joining me now for The Upcoming's 47th episode is a woman of talent with a magnetic voice straight out of Los Angeles, California. She's a singer who has actually released her single, Note Necesito, which you've got to hear, Absolute Fire. And she's, you know, done different other fields of art. She's an actress as well, and I actually had the pleasure of working alongside her. And we'll tell you more on that later. But now she's here to talk about, you know, her life, her passions, her dabbing into different performing uh, arts, and, you know, when her next uh, EP is coming, which you will be hearing very soon, folks, for the end of this year. So without further ado, I present to you the beautiful Monday. How's it going, Monday? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on Monday. So listen, I always let my guests in the upcoming introduce themselves before we move on. So please tell us who and what exactly are you? Yeah, so my name is Monday, and um, I live in Los Angeles. I'm a singer-songwriter. I make Latin music. So you guys can check me out on Monday, Instagram Monday Classes. And so, yeah, I come out here. I come from a Hispanic household, and um, I've always... I've grown up loving music. It's a huge passion of mine. And as ha- as he said as well, I do acting on the side, and that's where we met. So, yeah, it's a little bit of me. Yes, we, uh, we're we doing a court case, which we won. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. And, that was great. And so, Monday, now let's start with uh, your, your background. Uh, when you, like, when you first started, um, singing and you chose that as your passion. What about singing just did you love so much? Um, I think it was a lot of it was just the creative side of it. I loved being creative and I loved bringing out. I loved discovering new sides of me. Um, and singing just made me feel like it's just, a, it's a fun thing for me, you know, like I, I started doing karaoke a lot when I was younger. We used to do like little karaoke nights every Sunday with my family. And I love to just imagine myself on stage. Like I love being on stage and that made me feel so like free. It made me feel like, it made me feel powerful in that way. And and then later on, I started getting into writing. And then that made it even even more fun because I was like, wow, I'm really putting something together. This is like, it, it's, it. I think it just came so easy to me and I loved it. I loved it that I even had that in me to be able to write a song and to be able to like come up with melodies, being able to put the pieces together and make it into one thing and and that's what like it shows a lot about you and I, I like that 
Yes, there's a lot about you. And so you, you actually got a um, bit of a gift because, you know, you're one of those people who doesn't seem to be at all afraid of, you know, performing on stage. That's like a huge fear for a lot of other people, just that fear of screwing up and just embarrassing themselves in front of an audience. You, so you've never really had that fear of onstage performance, have you? Never. I, I've always, since I think my first performance was in second grade, um, I sang It's Declined by Miley Cyrus. And I think I, I just, I had a lot of fun with it. I think it just, um, the fear goes away when I'm on stage, if that makes sense. You know, I do get nervous. I get nervous, but it goes away when I'm on stage. I just breathe and do my thing. Breathe and do your thing. Yeah. It goes away when you're on stage. So when you're on stage, you feel the most like yourself, really. Just as you've made it clear, it's just it's you and you're just letting, you know, emotions, your passions just kind of explode, really. And you're... Like that's just you're like you're just sharing your passions and your love for music with us, really. No, oh, yeah. Kind of. It's honestly kind of touching, right there. When you think yeah. about it like that. Um, so, I remember um, when we met. I remember you telling me something about your um, some of your biggest uh, musical influences. One of them was uh, Amy Winehouse. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you think it is about? Amy Winehouse that really drew you to her? It was her uniqueness. She's a very unique individual. She was very... Um, she did what she wanted to do. She didn't... She gave no... She gave no fucks. <laughs> and um, her voice was just I, I, so unique and I loved it. Yeah, she... Her style, too. Yep. She had a cool style. Yeah, yeah there will never be another Amy Winehouse. Like, she was just... She definitely... She had a... I don't know what to call it. What would you say she had about her? Besides that, you know, that type of, like, style, that sort of confidence uh, in performing and that voice. I would call it she had, like, a persona to her. Mm-hmm. Like, just something some kind of presence or maybe that really like helps just, you know, attract people to her. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe it? Yeah. So she was, you could hear the passion in her voice and, and every, when she would go on that mic, it was just, um, her cadence was so unique and different. Cadence was so unique and different. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there. She was she was special, mm-hmm. but you've had other influences too. I know Christina Aguilera, you oh. huge fan of Sade. It's with all these all these different singers. Have you seen like your work, like in some ways reflecting uh, what they've done? Mm. I think. Well. I have a very, um, I like singing songs that are very um, powerful and their lyrics stand out a lot to me. Like Hurt by Christina Aguilera, it talks about pain and like relationships and trauma. If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys, um, 
I also mentioned Etta James. I love At Last. Um, it's their lyrics. I, I And all of those combined draws me from like the passion in their lyrics, talking about like heartbreak and real, real, real things that we go through in life, you know? Yeah, great answer. And they are all just, they all have beautiful voices, just phenomenal singers. Yeah. Um, uh, let me ask you, uh, do you know, um, this is a random question. Uh, what's your uh, vocal range, you say? Are you a um, soprano or are you a um, alto? What are you? Um, I, I think I'm a soprano. I don't know. It's funny that you ask because I was just talking about it to my boyfriend the other day. I was like, what range am I? And I... I don't know, but if I can sing um, at last in songs like Fallen by Alicia Keys, Hurt by Christina Aguilera, I I think I have the same range as them. So. <laughs> okay, there you go. But we were uh, talking a little bit about, you know, about, in, um, about your songwriting and your use of... Um, Use of Spanglish. Now you told me you were um, writing for a long time, primarily in um, in Spanish, but you were trying to transition more into um, Spanglish. So, uh, how have you seen? Do you, how do you? What do you think is like? Do you see like a difference when you're writing in Spanish compared to when you're writing in English, or is it really just more the same? Um, is a difference. I write quicker in Spanish. It takes me a bit longer in English. Um. Although when I first started making music, I was writing only in English and um, and it would come out great. But I think it takes it comes easier to me when I write in Spanish. And like I said, I think it's just because like Spanish was my first language. So the process is different. Um, so, you know, sometimes I do have to. Um, I have to go on Google Translate because, you know, I grew up speaking Spanish with my family, but now I'm living out here in Los Angeles. So I don't, I, I talk to my family, but they all talk to me in um, English now because my parents are trying to learn. So it's like, I feel like I, I slowly was kind of losing my Spanish. So now that I'm getting back into like making Spanish music, it's coming back to me. But it's still a process. It's still all a learning process. You know, I feel like I'm growing every day when I'm making music. Um, but um, definitely English has been, um, I've been trying to bring it back and incorporate it into my Spanish music so that it's not just Spanish, you know, so I can get all my English listeners to hear my music as well and understand it. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. That makes sense. But you know, you're you're coming onto the stage. You know, you're you're becoming like your own person, not unlike any other um, Latin singer right now. You, we're you're working so people recognize like, hey, that's Monday on like the radio, or that's Monday on Spotify right now. So how have you? thought of how you can like just establish yourself as just that person as Monday someone people can recognize fashion my style um, I try to also talk about 
a lot about my culture and where I come from and where my family comes from. And um, I also, I love fashion. So like, I want to be like, well, I'm going to be like seen on stage and be like, oh my God, I want to dress just like her, <laughs> like, you know? So I think fashion is so huge because, you know, when people first look at you, they see like, okay, um, who is this person? You know, what is this person like? It looks, looks do matter, you know? And I feel like, um, it says a lot about you and, um, you know, how, um, like your uniqueness and how carefree you are when it comes to wearing clothes. And I like putting pieces together that like make me feel comfortable and make me feel like me. And when it comes to my music, I talk about, you know, my family and a lot of the things that I went through growing up. Yeah, fashion. You know, when you talk about fashion, it got me thinking. I can definitely now see you like being, um, what do you call those? Oh, being like a walkway model? Is that what they call it? Runway you model? Runway model. You thought of doing that? Yes, I have. Um, thing is, I think um, every runway model I see, they're very tall and I'm short. I'm 5'2". So I don't know. That's going to be a tough yeah. one. But I don't think it's impossible. It's just going to be, uh, I'm going to have to really find a way in there just because of my height. You know, they pre- a lot of them prefer. So, so you're a bit shorter. So what? You could sell your, you could sell your um, clothes way better than anyone else who's taller than you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's just like his thing. Runway modeling. The thing about runway models is they all have like that, that strong like sense of confidence really mm-hmm. like, you could just be you could be like if someone like do like me was walking around in like some jaguar speedos or whatever or whatever and and like you know freaking scuba diver um so i i'm not good with names and he just walked in there and just had like the most confidence and just actually absolutely just empowering look on his face people still just be like i want that look right right no you're right mm-hmm. it's I, I can never be a runway mom so i'm just so you know why not, um, but why not? it's it's not it's just not my cup of tea i'm just i don't know I'm like right. i don't really care much about being seen when i'm uh when i'm wearing clothes right but so what what are some uh what are some of your favorite brands in uh, fashion? Just picking up on fashion. Okay, so about this question, I don't really um, focus too much on brands. I think what I like to do is I like thrift shopping and I like, you know, finding pieces of clothing and just, you know, cutting them. I love cutting clothes. I love, um, I love thrift shopping. It doesn't, I don't, brands don't really matter to me right now. Not in, you know, once I can start affording the designers, then we can talk about brands. But right now my fashion, it, it, it involves around thrift shopping and just pieces of clothing to put together, finding whatever, because you could really have what anything in your closet and I can just make it look super fire. 
by cutting <laughs> or just matching or patterns, you know, all the little details that matters. So I can see you making like a whole mosaic out of articles. You just make it into a sweater. Yeah. There we go. So you love to kind of like, heck, now I can see you being a fashion designer. Like there's just so many, like so many uh, layers to this. It's, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Um, you see I really this have, right here? Yeah. This is a piece of a legging, leggings. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. I, I was convinced that I was here. I was convinced that it wasn't. So it was just its own thing. You, yeah. Exactly my point. It's so Monday. fun. It's so fun. This is what I mean. Like fashion is really fun if you just play with it, you know, just. Yeah. See, you could turn that into your, um, you turn that into your own side business and eventually like just kick Rihanna out of the uh, fashion industry. <laughs> No, I thought I thought about um, definitely owning my own business, like my own clothing line. Um, that's definitely part of my plans. So, all right, just uh, be careful out there in, in the business world. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's tough out there. My goodness. Um, let's uh, going on with fashion. Um, let's get um, a little bit back to uh, your music before we. Um, Head back to your other, um, some of the other forms of art you've uh, dabbled in. So, you know, with you, um, I want to talk a little bit about your single, uh, Note uh, Necesito, mm-hmm. which, once again, fire, awesome. Thank you. And when you were writing this song, you know, first of all, let me ask you this. How long did it take you to uh, write that song? It took me, I'd say, two hours two hours and then I think I ended up going back to the record two days later to finish it but yeah it took me to write about about two hours mm-hmm. two hours okay yeah. All right. and so when you were writing this what were some of your inspirations for it just where you knew like I have to get this into a song so um, I was actually struggling a lot at first. Um, I was with uh, my boyfriend, my engineer. He, it was originally supposed to be about um, toxic relationship, right? But I was going a complete different direction with it. I had a complete different vision for it, but it just wasn't coming out good. It just, I wasn't really feeling it as much until he told me, my engineer, my boyfriend was, said, um, uh, you have to put more into it. I'm not, I'm not feeling this right now. You have to put your mind and really think about what you're going to say and tell a story. So then I thought about my friend. She's going through a really tough time in her relationship. And that's all that she was talking about. So I had her in my mind that day. So then I try to bring that out more about what she was going through and putting myself in her shoes. And um, the, the first two few lines, it started off, Confesa la me tienes muy mal. 
that is like answer the phone like you have me feeling very upset like i'm i'm going through it right now like you know i love you and then but me putting myself in her shoes like a lot of my songs talk about being independent it talks about standing up for yourself and you know not needing anybody to fulfill you you know and I incorporated me into the song and that's where the title comes. Nothing necesito me. I don't need you. I don't need you to be myself. I don't need you to for I don't need you for me to be happy, you know? So it really what inspired me was my friend's story. And then I kind of just switched it into me as if I was her in the relationship. It's kind of so sad when people go through those, those stressful, just exhausting sort of relationships. Because yeah. honestly, you can't even call it a relationship. It's just a burden, really. Mm-hmm. So um, not to get too personal, but how did your, um, your friend react when um, you finished that song? She loves that song. She loves it. <laughs> she she still plays it. You know, she that's, that's her song. She, because... Um, she knows that it was a very hard time for her and, you know, I was there for her to comfort her, to let her know that, you know, you're, you're better than this, you know, to just always stay positive. So she loves that song. That's, that's really touching. Um, I'm happy she loves that song. She saw how much, how much she meant to you, but it's moments like that where you're just getting, you got inspiration from someone else, from uh, someone in your life, uh, you just you just observe and see what's going on. Um, so it got me thinking about how you know just the outside world can bring like different uh, influences and ideas forward. Um, so, you know, are there some other times where you were just observing or uh, listening to something and it got you like in your creative mode? Yeah. Um... I was at this park one time with my family and um, I was with, I was on the swing actually with my brother and I remember um, my dad telling me that he was feeling he wasn't doing good in school and he was feeling upset about a lot of things he was feeling very he was feeling alone and um, I was still living out here in L.A., so it's like I wasn't really seeing my family as much. But all, with all that stuff going through my mind, like, I just started to think a whole bunch of, like, ideas for a song. and But it didn't turn into a song. It turned into a poem. Then later I turned it into a song. But um, I just... I- I just started feeling so creative. Like I just started looking in my surroundings and like the kids playing and stuff like that. Um, and that kind of made me realize like, you know, you could be somewhere filled with like lots of joy, but it, it's hard for you to be happy when you got so many things going on in your mind, your family. And um, I started to feel all kinds of emotions and uh but writing it down made me feel happy and it made me feel positive. This is the thing about when I write music, like I put down what negative emotions I'm feeling. And when I put that down, it makes me realize like how 
it makes me realize that it's not that as bad as it may seem in my head once I put it down, if that makes sense. You know when people tell other people to journal? Like, yeah, journal, because it really does help. Like, if you write down your feelings and if you're really going through something, once it's on that paper, you're reading through it over and over, and you start to realize that it's not really that bad. Like, you know, everyone's always going through something. So that song, well, the poem that I did just really... Um, changed my perspective in a lot of things and it was all because I was just at that park swinging with my siblings you know just looking out it was pretty it was beautiful kids running around families together that was a very positive moment for me love those moments truly just writing this out yeah so moments like that like just being out and really observing and not being in your head too much, that's when I really start to get creative. Yeah, moments like that will do it for you. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had those too, trust me. But it's just so many different ways where you can, you just see or experience something and it just throws you into like, oh my gosh, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. So when you're writing songs, let me ask you this now. New question on your songwriting process: Is there a dominant, like you would say, emotion, like a primary emotion that influences your um, songwriting, or does it just vary from song to song? Yes, the dominant one is like it's a lot of toxic relationships. Um, that's a dominant one for sure, and I think it's. It comes from like just being around, you know, like my parents. They they had a toxic relationship, so you know, growing up and being around that, it sticks to you. So it's kind of like um, when I write about um, songs and love. That's what comes to my mind. So it's, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hard for me to write about, like, um, a lot of things. Songwriting is not an easy process, but that's definitely a dominant one. I, yeah, I can imagine it is tough. But I'm blessed. I'm blessed to experience such a loving relationship. So, But I think the it's dominant because it comes from my childhood you know when I was young when I was more alert you know your brain is fresh and you're picking up on all these things growing up so when you get older it's like with you and it's you know I I understand what you mean I understand what you mean I'm happy you're in a loving relationship yourself (laughs) I would not want you to write a song about your own experiences and that that would be sad um, but let's just dive into your time in other, in other fields. Cause as I said before, you and I were in a reality show together. We were actors. And so, so we met and so you, but you've done this uh, before you've done a little bit of acting. And I remember um, you talking about it and acting was just such a different, um, such a different task for you because you know, we're pretending we're, we're being somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. Have you, um, so what are some of your, some of your, um, 
tactics or methods to try to help prepare yourself um, to better portray your characters. So, FYI, I haven't done a lot of acting. Like, I w I've gone to acting school, but that was, like, a while ago. And um, I feel like what was helping me that day for the court show was um, thinking about a certain scenario or a certain time in my life where I felt like I went through something like that, or mm -hmm. I felt like somebody was trying to, you know, screw me over. And so that's what I was kind of thinking of, you know, like really, I really just try to put myself in a situation. Like I was in the courtroom, like, cause sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I would, I feel like I needed to giggle, but I would just really, get into character and really think about bad things, things that would get me so mad to get me back into character. And it helps. It, it helps. And that that's what I do. Like a lot of the, the self tapes that I've done, like I would have to think about or movies, you know, think about put yourself in somebody else's shoes or think about a time that this person made you really sad or mad or happy. Yeah. Happy. Just putting yourself in that character's shoes, just seeing how she was, you know, taken advantage of and just being, just having some dude be a creep over her and just have a, have a lust for her, which was pretty gross in of itself. But it, it got me, it got me really thinking about just the rise in, you know, women speaking out and, you know, Stating like what people like people just above them, like their bosses or managers or producers, just saying how they pretty much abuse their power and just try to take advantage of them, uh, like physically or mentally. So, in that instance, I was wondering, were you thinking at all um, about like let's say instances in the Me Too movement or in other scenarios where you've seen like just people? Um, like uh, getting basically sexually harassed um, that were helping you um, get in character as well? Um, I'm in the music industry. So I've, I've come across a lot of moments where in times where I just wanted to work and they just completely steer it to a different direction where you start to feel like, whoa, like this is not what... I'm trying to do, you know, and actually I was speaking to somebody last night about this too, because she was even telling me the same story. So we were relating like women do go through this, you know, and that also that I, I was thinking that all through the court show as well. Like this is really an issue. Even the judge said it too, you know, so it's like it's all women go through it and it and it sucks, you know. Because it's like, especially me as, you know, being in the music industry, like, it's like, you have to really be careful with who you build your team with, because um, it's scary, you know, I can get scared. Yeah. So it's, hey. it's not fair. No, but you know, it got me. Now I'm thinking about the music industry as a whole, because you're entering a pretty toxic industry in and of itself, one that's going to put 
immense pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this land feels, because I imagine there's so many, um, we have countless female singers who had to put on this sort of, like, little, like sexualized uh, persona in order to sell more records, you know, just try to bring up yeah. a more flashy sort of um, appearance um, just to attract a bigger audience. And that itself has brought so much enough controversy and enough discussions and all that jazz. So I, now I'm thinking about you, Monday. Um, how have you prepared to um, brace yourself against like moments like that where you'll, you'll be put maybe in a given an image that you don't really want? Right. I've thought about this a lot. Um, honestly, like, as a woman, like, you, we we want to feel sexy. We want to, you know, that that's just part of who we are, you know? And I think that, like, I should be able to wear whatever I want, you know? But the industry, the way it's built now is on women showing more cleavage and um, uh, wearing bikinis and, you know, just looking sexy on camera because that's that's what sells, you know? So um, that's what the labels want their artists to, to, to dress like. But there was moments where I've also had, like, I would go through a lot of problems with myself saying like, okay, do I want that? Or do I want to dress comfortable and be myself, you know? Um, And it's, it's still, it's hard. It's hard to answer that because you don't, you don't, you don't want to be going through what female artists go through, you know, they don't really explain it fully that like, when you when you give that image to, to other people, you're gonna sometimes women get disrespected. They they um, people pick up they they create this narrative of you around your image, and I, I don't I don't want to go through that. But it's it's hard to say that you won't because I feel like I feel it, like they kind of. They, you lose control. You don't. You don't really have control over that at some point. I feel like. Yeah, I was. I was thinking too. This might. So it might be. It might feel. Honestly, it just might be inevitable. Really, just the um, pressure on you to increase your um, sexiness or whatever. It's. Uh, it's definitely tough, and it's going to be a challenge mm-hmm. but so long as um, you're aware and you're thinking about how you can you know better dignify yourself you can say right and also you you can carry yourself a certain way where they will respect you completely even when you're wearing something revealing you know yeah so but it's not just it's not just your image too mm-hmm. it's also how you're going to continue to stay you know selling because and and be able to support yourself because there's going to be a lot of um we've already talked about how you're going to stand out you know with your fashion and everything yeah but it's not just your image but it's also through um like through your music as well because you you're trying you're trying to sell records you know and yeah. see the um at home and everything so have you thought about how you're going to better um 
sell yourself as a singer really and um maintain that um maintain that I don't know, revenue let's call it I think just staying true to yourself and always being honest in your music on who you are as a person, you know, like like a song like that could be a perfect example, you know, like women shouldn't have to go, um, shouldn't have to walk feeling like, like it's like they can't dress a certain way or they have to act a certain way. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, definitely just speaking the truth, you know? Yeah, speaking the truth. And But I noticed you too, you really want to, really making yourself relatable in your music. Yeah. Just someone who can speak for other people and can you know, sing about themes that they totally have experienced and can get behind. You you want people to just feel like a, I can imagine you want people to feel like a certain like connection with you just through your through your songs, just saying like, wow, she understands. Mm-hmm. Am I right in this? As I was asking, am I correct on this? To what? I was asking, am I, um, am I correct in this uh, assumption? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely music has to be relatable as well, yeah. Last, uh, one last thing about the music industry. It's pretty easy for them to screw you over. Like, you could be selling, you could be going platinum, and they still find a way to keep the majority of the money. Yeah. So... You've got, uh, so I was just thinking to myself, like, Monday, this is going to be another tough industry because singers are just coming in the hundreds. So you got to find a way to make sure you don't get screwed over by them. So have you thought about how you're going to prepare yourself? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, you know, also a thing about the industry is that you have to, um, have the knowledge and a lot of like the contracts and everything that has to do with um signing anything you know um i always make sure i have somebody who can read anything for me or somebody who can help me understand um the way um you know the royalties and everything publishing rights works so um, as long as you have that, you're you're good. Yeah. Okay. So just staying aware, making sure you read um, what you're about to sign, mm-hmm. and also be aware of whose hand you're shaking. Like, can I trust this person? Right. Like, and that, that's not just like for the executive. That's like for your managers, for let's say you know, your backups, even like your backup singers, someone who was like by your side who mm-hmm. might be like putting his hand on your shoulder and being like, We can do this and sneak down their life. I'm gonna, they have no idea what I got planned, you know, this sort of thing. Because it's like I just said, it's easy to get taken advantage of. Yeah, there's a lot of dirty people out there, and I've come across people like that. It's It's not, <laughs> it's not fun. Definitely. And I feel like it's a lot of people are two faced. So it's like you have to be able to really read people. You can't 
give yourself fully to somebody you don't even know who's a lot of people sweet talk they tell you oh i've been with this artist i've worked with this artist and it's like you find out later no no you haven't <laughs> you know it's, it's a lot like that in la and everywhere so yeah i've learned right. I'm curious, uh, was there a moment where you almost like fell into a trap and you had to like pull yourself away from it? So please yeah. indulge. Mm -hmm. You know, in situations like this make you tough. So it's like, I, I don't regret none of it. I don't regret none of it because at the end of the day, you, you, you live and you learn. And um, definitely, I definitely am now more aware of who I come across to shake my hand to you know so yeah I've, I've been through a situation like that but uh i asked um can you do like uh on one uh, specific that you um had to pull yourself away from what's that and like what but i was asking like uh like one uh, specifically that you had to pull yourself um away from and and how you um and just how you learn from that experience just one particular instance where you almost fell into a trap, you know, got out of it and then, you know, and became more aware after that. So just indulging on a specific example. You want me to talk about my experience? Just, uh, I was just thinking, I was just thinking about like an example of it, you know, so you were, and how he taught you to like, just be more aware and be more ready next time. Oh, um, like. If you're, if you're comfortable uh, with it, it's a big deal. Right. I could say this when it comes to um, definitely pressure. Don't don't give in. If you feel pressured, just say no. Because I think that's where I messed up was where I was feeling somewhat pressured. I felt like um, I something in me didn't feel right and I should have listened to it. It was very strong, and I was like, okay, maybe because maybe, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, maybe that's why I'm feeling like this. But no, like, <laughs> it was not that. I mean, it was my intuition for sure, because I was feeling very upset. Like, I started feeling like I needed to cry to that point where I'm like, okay. And then I, I ended up, and then I was like, okay, no, everything's okay. You're fine. You're fine. No. <laughs> was not fine so i'd say if you feel pressure just breathe like think about first about what you're about to do and then you know and this has to do with signing anything signing anything or um being around a certain crowd being around certain people who who say that they want to help you with your career um that's where i'm coming from if you feel like something isn't right think about it, step aside, and then make your move. So yeah, just never fall for that. Um, like, I'm just imagining, for example, someone's putting a contract in front of you and just being like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, sign it, sign it, sign it. Yeah. And you just, no, chill, let me, let me read this for a second. Right, right. Or, or, or they'll be, they won't, or it won't be made like directly, like hurry up, hurry up, but it'll be like, come on, like, you know, like this is gonna be great. You know, like I got, I got so and so, da da da. Like, I like Tim Lynn producing your album or something. Like, like, no, we're gonna do this and this and this, like you know. And it's like, oh my god, it's like all these things. 
Yeah. All these great things, you know, you, you come across a lot of people like that who tell you, this is, this is, this is it. Like, this is. This is their dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, that's just one big lesson for getting in the music industry. Don't be fake. Don't be fake, people. Being fake is just never good for anyone. Yeah, you could you, you could you could see right through that too. It it never lasts. Like if somebody's fake to you, it never you you end up seeing their true colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. Uh, some people say don't be your heroes, but um, you've done so much uh, Monday, just in your music and you know in your other fashion and your other experiences in in art. Is there another um, level of uh, is there another um, art you done a little uh, experimenting in like let's say besides song or have you done like any poetry or maybe acted in or anything, um, anything similar? I've done poetry. Yes, I've done poetry, but I can't really speak on that anymore because I stopped with poetry. Um, I don't really do it as I used to. I used to enjoy it. Um, but I would say um, editing, video editing. I've had a lot of fun doing that recently, these past few years. Editing, video editing. That's that's it's it is definitely different. As someone who's done some video editing myself, it is like a whole new experience. Yeah. It's definitely it does give you more chances to like, you know, get get, you know, creative and just sort of get all different ideas, be kinda of crazy with um how you wanna um how you wanna create this video. Yes, uh, for these videos, have they been very like um, like music videos or just regular? Uh, let's say just anything. What, what are they? Uh, do I have any music videos? No, I said like when you were editing videos, have they been like music videos or just like any videos? Um, it's been both. Like a lot of the other videos were just like you know. Um, a lot of it was just videos of, of places that I thought looked beautiful, or it could be like just walking around downtown recording like views and flowers, nature, and then putting like a nice song that goes with the vibe that you're feeling. It was, it was a lot of, it's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, so fun! It's I, I have a lot of fun with it, especially choosing the music. I I love. I listen to all kinds of music genres, like all, and um, I like. Yeah. I like your music fan. Period. Sorry. I was just thinking like all the music. I was like, yeah, you're a music fan. Period. You know, you love yeah. music. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But which author, uh, random question, which artists have you um, found yourself including the most in uh, your video edit? Which artists? <laughs> hmm. 
That's tough. It's never one specific artist. It's like always a different song, a different vibe, if that makes sense. Like, mm. it, I never use the same artist more than once. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, I got the uh, last two uh, questions for you, Monday. As you continue to, once we know you blow up and you become a uh, I'm a singer, you're able to get your songs on you know, the radio, on YouTube. And what's, uh, are there any artists you would love to, um, you would love to collaborate with and make records with? Yes. <laughs> There's three. I mean, top three. I have more about top three. Um, one is going to be Rosalia. Rosalia. Uh, two, I, you know Rosalia? I, I know her, but I, I was, it's so crazy because I was thinking in my head, she's probably going to collaborate with Rosalia. Uh, <laughs> definitely Rosalia. She's amazing. I love her music. Her voice is so, uh, it's, it's so powerful. I love it. I love her voice. And okay, two is going to be Lady Gaga. I love her. She's so cool. She's so dope. She's so, she's such an icon. And three, it's gonna be, this is tough. This is tough. I'm trying to choose between Bad Bunny or Peso Pluma. That's hard. Why did I guess Bad Bunny too? That's so crazy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny, like he is magnetic honestly like he is he's he's powerful man he's killing it right now he just dropped an album too um like that dude is unstoppable he just he just keeps making noise and he's he's so good at it too yeah no yeah that album is is crazy that means nobody knows what's gonna happen tomorrow that's that's the title of his album but um, he just has, he's also just very unique and um, he's a dope rapper. I like, I like his rap. So I'm going to have to go with Bad Bunny and then Peso Pluma. So those are my top. Very good. So final question, uh, Monday. As you've gone through this uh, journey, dabbling in you know, music, art, fashion, and just all by working yourself up to be just be Monday, mm-hmm. what have you learned the most about yourself? Mm. Um, I like to do things different, like. Throughout like my journey, like I I like being different. I like to like if if they ask me to record on the mic, I wanna record on the floor. You know, if they ask me like I if I walk into the studio and it's not my vibe, like I'm gonna make it my vibe, you know? Um, my music. I try to I try to do things that, that I like, adding whether it's like weird sounds or different noises that that you know, cause I also one thing about me, I like ASMR. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard of wood soup, but 
I fall asleep to that. And um, that's another thing. Like I like I like I like weird shit. I like I like different things, and I like to incorporate that in my art. So. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> you know, ASMR. ASMR. That that's that's something about me. Not that many people know. Um, I know now. That's all right. You know what? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I like but, going, I, I like falling asleep to it. Even if it's just a nap, I'll I'll put it up. Specifically, what soup? <laughs> You probably don't know what that is, but it's so satisfying. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, works for you, you know? Yeah. And so, like I said, do you. I love it, and I'll be looking forward to the next music you got in store. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode 47 of the upcoming. I want to give another big thank you to my guest, Monday. Thank you so much for coming on, Monday. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, folks, like I said, that's it for episode 47 of the upcoming. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore uh, upcoming podcast. And also be sure to follow us on, you know, Spotify, music, podcast, all that jazz. And we also have our website, v-upcoming.simplecast.com. Dot com. You don't have any of those uh, platforms. And sure stay tuned for the next awesome episode of the upcoming. So we got more amazing guests like Monday coming up. Just the best is yet to come, folks, as I say. So, yeah, this things only get better from here. So let's just keep going. With that being said, yeah. good night. Thank you for tuning in to the upcoming. If you like this, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore upcoming podcast. The best yet to come. Take care, everybody.